Welcome to Along the Way with Trudy Kathy White. Trudy is the daughter of Jeanette and Truett Kathy, founder of Chick-fil-A. And like her dad, she is a beloved leader, communicator, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, Trudy will share a heartwarming collection of true stories with lessons she's learned along the way and remind you that the legacy you'll leave then is the life you're living now. Here now is your host, Trudy Kathy White. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Along the Way. I'm delighted you've joined us for this second half of Building a Firm Foundation. Now, in the last episode, we discussed the importance of commitment and how valuable this is, especially with a family. Commitment is the first of three key foundations for raising children. Be committed, be consistent, and be kind. Today, we'll continue to dive into the importance of being consistent and kind as you lay a foundation of faith. Many of my parenting techniques came from observing my mom and dad. Both of my parents model consistent lives of integrity. The values and beliefs they talked about were reflected in how they lived. They didn't just teach us the importance of faith. They showed us by taking us to church every Sunday. They didn't just teach us about giving. They showed us by tithing and donating generously to help those in need. They didn't just teach us to read our Bible. They showed us how by reading the Word every day. They didn't just tell us to be honest or show kindness and respect to other people. They showed us by doing the same thing to everyone they met. The bottom line is this. Your children will likely do whatever you do. If they see you doing something you've told them not to do, they'll immediately see the disconnect and trust what you're doing more than what you're saying. This is much easier said than done, but I'm encouraged by these verses from Colossians 2, 6, and 7. Listen carefully. As you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so continue to live in Him. Keep your roots deep in Him and have your lives built on Him. Be strong in the faith just as you were taught and always be thankful. Isn't that an encouraging verse? I need only to fix my gaze on the Lord and my actions are sure to follow his leading. Let's focus for a minute on this principle, be consistent. As we discussed in the last episode, commitments are critical for parents, but they can easily fall into the contradiction of what you say versus what you do if you don't consistently follow through. Commitment is only effective if your children see you stay true in your word every day in every situation. That's where consistency comes in. You see, consistency is a key part of your personal integrity. Your children need to know how you're going to react in almost any situation. That's not something you can simply tell them. That's something they learn by watching you. And trust me, they're always watching. John and I committed early on to stay steady and on the same page, even in the most trying times. When our children fell into emotional fits, we didn't go there with them. We let them kick and scream and whine while we stood our ground. Eventually, they learned that we were not going to play their games. We taught them self-control by demonstrating self-control in the middle of their meltdowns. 
While I'd like to say we got it right every time, I'm sure our children would agree with us that we made plenty of mistakes. All parents do. But those mistakes gave us even more opportunity to show our children what a life of consistency and integrity looks like. Instead of ignoring our failures, or even worse, denying them, we admitted our mistakes to our children. We weren't ashamed to come to them with a cooler head and ask for forgiveness. After all, our children know when we mess up. The least we can do is admit it and give them a chance to demonstrate grace. If you never own up to your shortcomings with your children, in a very subtle way, you will tell them they can't trust you. You'll also be teaching them by example that they don't need to admit their mistakes either. That's not the kind of man or woman you want to send off into the world. Pause for a minute and answer this question. What important tools and character traits do I hope my child will take hold of and run with into adulthood? Do you want them to be respectful, adventurous, studious, dedicated to the Lord? If so, consistently modeling these behaviors is a surefire way to later see them mirrored in your own children's lives. Along with commitment and consistency, the third foundation we'll discuss is a base of kindness. Now, I define kindness as a compassion and tenderness in action. Colossians 3.12 says this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Most people have no problem applying that call to kindness to people outside their home. It's shocking to me how many people fail to show kindness to their own families. Parents often express disappointment, judgment, harsh words, and manipulation towards their children in a way that would shock anyone else. Some parents excuse this kind of behavior by saying, "Uh, it's what's best for them, or "Eh, they know I really love them. But do they? They only know what you show them. If what you are showing them is disdain and short temper, that's what your actions are really teaching them. When we treat other people with more care and kindness than we show our own children, we are actively undermining their sense of self-worth. Although it's probably unintentional, we are showing them with our actions that everyone but them is worthy of our kindness. That can destroy a child's self-esteem and set them on a self-destructive path. As parents, John and I tried to keep firmly in our minds the importance of treating our children with kindness. Even when we were correcting or disciplining bad behavior, we were committed to showing kindness, compassion, and grace. Most of the time, children already know what their failures and shortcomings are. They don't need us to constantly remind them what they're not good at. Instead, we should focus on building up their strengths and showing them how to make the best use out of the gifts that God has given them. We also need to be mindful of what we say about our children to other people, especially when the child can hear us. John and I always tried to praise our children as much as possible in public, focusing on their strengths and the best parts of their character and personality. No child needs to hear their mom or dad gossip to others about their mistakes. That only tears them down and crushes their spirit. Your children need to know 
you're their biggest fan. Kindness is such a powerful weapon against self-doubt and low self-esteem. Your children will have to make many difficult decisions as they climb their own mountains in life. Do your best to send them off on the journey with the boldness and self-confidence that comes from knowing their parents believe in them. Choose to be kind. Here's the point. Building a strong foundation for your children, a foundation built on commitment, consistency, and kindness, is immeasurably valuable to the next generation. But it will be wholly incomplete if you don't first prepare the ground. Just as a building will crumble without a good level lot underneath a poured foundation, likewise, we can plant the seeds, water them, and fuss over them, but if they aren't planted in fertile ground, they'll never grow big and strong. In order for a tree to stand tall, it must put its roots deeply in the ground and draw vital nutrients from the earth below. Your children are the same way. In the 13th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus tells a parable about a man planting seeds. Some fell by the wayside and were devoured by birds. Some fell into stony places where roots couldn't grow, so they withered away in the heat of the sun. Some fell among thorns and were choked out before they could even grow. None of those was a good outcome. However, Some of the seeds landed in fertile soil where they grew strong and produced an abundant crop. Like those seeds, a productive life requires strong roots that grow deep into the fertile soil, the fertile soil of faith. In the book of John, Jesus explains this principle even further. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. To abide means to dwell or reside. When we were born again, our home is Christ and through him the kingdom of God. We are joined to Christ in a supernatural way. Acts 17.28 explains, In Him we live and move and have our being. You see, He is one with the Father and we are one with Christ. By planting our faith in Jesus, we are literally rooting our lives in the very power and security of the Almighty God. There can be no stronger foundation. And yet, how often do we see parents, even Christian parents, putting their faith in other forms of security. People tend to provide stability for their children by focusing on a house, nice things, plenty of activities, trips, cars, and so on. The list of material things masquerading as security is endless. But security is not about where you live or how you live. Security is about for whom you live. I think back to what I experienced when John and I moved to Brazil. We were met with poverty, a foreign culture, different language, unfamiliar foods, and social norms that were far outside our experience. If my roots had been in the comforts and security of home, I would have folded like a house of cards. 
I would have literally been uprooted from everything that held me in place. However, since my foundation was in Christ, I made it through just fine. Jesus, my rock and foundation, was in Brazil with me. I thank God every day for parents who worked so hard to make sure that I had feet planted on a solid ground. Their faithfulness to God's calling gave me the best possible start in life and ensured my roots would grow deep and strong in the unmoving, unshakable bedrock of Jesus Christ. Raising godly children is not for the faint of heart. It's difficult and it's messy. John and I struggled a lot. We often felt battered from storms of uncertainty and confusion that hit unexpectedly as we struggled to equip our children with the roots they needed. Even when things got dark and chaotic, we knew God would see us through. That firm foundation isn't just fertile soil for growing roots. It's a launching pad for sending amazing adults out into the world. I want to encourage you today to think through each key foundation for raising children that we discussed. Commitment, consistency, and kindness. If you were to grade yourself on how well or how poorly you're doing in this area with your children, what letter grade would you give yourself? If you're not a parent, use this opportunity to grade yourself on how well you're living up to these godly standards in your own relationships with other people. What are some goals you might set for improvement? Go back through each area and set specific goals for changes you need to make. Take your time and pray through each area, noting exactly how you're going to apply commitment, consistency, and kindness in a new way. In our next episode together, I'll share how every moment of your life will contribute to the legacy you're living now and leaving behind. We will dive into truly understanding God's calling on your life to become a living legacy. Thanks for listening today. Hope you'll join me next time on Along the Way. That concludes our time together for today. To find out more about Trudy, visit TrudyCathyWhite.com or follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. By pondering the lessons in this podcast, you'll move one step closer to having your own meaningful collection of lessons you've learned along the way.